awesome. I want to do a song called The Children. <laughs> and it's, they're coming! They're coming in the back door! Just, oh, no! just with that, like, what was it called? That music me and you looked into that like danger call. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's fucking that that shit's that shit's crazy. It's like, hey, what's yeah, up? This like, next song is called oh! <laughs> and and it involves the lead singer of the band driving a bulldozer through the venue. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like that's um. Like if that was widely known back in the day, like that's def like I don't think the Black Sabbath would have been the same thing. Like no, Ozzy Osbourne have been like, yeah, I get down with that. Like, so what? What? All we gotta do is blow shit up. Great. <laughs> yeah. He's so brilliant, dude. I I'm so jealous of his grandkids. Like what a cool oh, granddad. Oh my god. Oh like, my could you god. Could you fucking yeah. imagine? Just my grandpa. Well, my grandpa was a firefighter. My grandpa was a lawyer. My grandpa's Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> my grandpa was. My grandpa rolled around the strip lanes, slaying strange with fucking Motley Crue. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, <laughs> my grandpa. My grandpa. Ma- my grandpa made Vince Neil question himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. My yeah. grand, my grandfather That's... once snorted Nikki Six's piss. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done? What have you done? Like, yeah. what exactly is your grandfather? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he served for his country, did he? It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, shit, like it's uh... <laughs> Yeah. No, it's it's he is a cool guy. He's yeah. so cool. Those guys live forever. They just live. Ever. All these people telling you to get a gym membership, fuck that. Find something and get addicted to it. And I do guess, that right? Most, <laughs> like, most of your life, yeah. and then stop. Yeah, like, then like stop. When, you, when you're like, yeah, and then be clean for the last part of your life, and then look at them. Look at these yeah. guys. It's fucking. Yeah, no, try it all. Get. Uh, there's gotta be. I think there's a secret ingredient in crack cocaine. <laughs> is what I what? think. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's what sucks because, like, you know, Keith Richards is still alive, but Charlie Watts just died. The cleanest one out of all of them. Keith has obviously been dead for several years. He just doesn't know it yet. Well, and that's, yeah, Scott makes a good point. But Keith has been dead for decades. He just doesn't know it. Yeah, when he goes to the doctor and they're like, actually, (laughs) your heart is dust. (laughs) Just like, oh. I love the fact that there's uh, Robin Williams, God rest him, did a did a gig, and he was like, apparently Keith Richards goes to Switzerland and changes his blood, not just like one pint, but like a fucking Chevrolet, all of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah, know who yeah. gets his blood. <laughs> Some yeah. fucking cracked out Swiss guy, like, hey, dear, <laughs> we got to go on tour, you bitch. We got to pay for mixed babies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that guy's fantastic. But if you look at him and like Michael Jackson and stuff, like so, so like clean, right? At least for the outward perception. Where's those fucking pharmaceutical suits? So like the clean people who are doing it the right way, thinking, well, this guy's an actual doctor. I was like, dude, that scary guy with the with with like the knife for a hand who's selling crack by the fucking Seven Eleven. He's got safer shit. Like, yeah, he's got way safer shit. It, it would it would appear right. Like the whole thing with right. like, if you want to do, if, it's like if the decision. If, if if okay, gun to my head. If someone was like, hey, you can either snort coke or take this oxycotton. I'm snorting the coke. I'm ripping. I'm yeah. ripping a pinky size line of that coke because I'm not afra- as afraid I, of cocaine as I am of oxycotton. I might be killing this story because i i don't know it off by heart but i remember hearing steve-o talking about being shot in a bathroom with mike tyson at a house party and oh like, and they just the he snorts all of his coke <laughs> and they're doing coke together and then mike tyson's like i like to do this and he puts it in a cigarette and smokes it and he's like oh you smoke crack and he's like no it's cocaine and he's like okay like sure <laughs> all right like, it's just like 
Mike Tyson doesn't know that, it, like, he's changing the ball game. Yeah, yeah like, you know what I mean. Like, I was just to take apart a cigarette, put it in there. <laughs> like, no, nah, it's caught. No, but yeah, always, I think better when seriously, you're, though, cocaine's better when you smoke it. If it's, it's like, like, if we're being real, though, who the fuck's gonna tell Mike Tyson that actually that's crack cocaine, Mike? No, no one's gonna say well, that shit. Yeah, you're gonna call Mike Tyson a crackhead while he's yeah, on coke. Yeah, <laughs> like, while, while he's, he's like, <laughs> Actually, Mike, you're, you're a cracker. Well, actually, I think you're a corpse. Bang! <laughs> like, yeah. Yo, feed him the tiger. Feed him the tiger. <laughs> like, well, you know, you know, the I can answer that question in the opposite sense. Like, I can't tell you who would say that, but I can tell you who won't. Steve-O, apparently. <laughs> like, Steve-O no. kept his fucking mouth shut. God, he was like... My whole no, thing, even no. him, even that guy. It's, it's like, like, if you want to talk about, like, scientific evidence on, like, how you should live a healthy life... Look at that fucking guy. Look at him. He's... Look, at, look at, like, look at Bam. What does Bam do? Mainly all the legal shit, right? He drinks a bunch. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... and look at the state of that guy. Dude, I'm not saying, I'm, look, I, well, I am, but I'm going to say that I'm not saying that. <laughs> right? <laughs> obviously, I've never, obviously, I've never bought crack of anyone because I seem to think that they all have knives for hands. <laughs> I live in, like, some weird cyberpunk reality where that's the thing. But, like, <laughs> Yes, it's like it's a it's like a measurable thing. It's a metric that you can look at and be like, well, you know, if you want to live till you're ninety eight, like you've got maybe five years, like because you know, like you got to get <laughs> it in that you have to figure it out. out. Yeah, it's not like holding it in. It's not like a constant, but you've got to like get it in. Do five years of it's, it's like dosing, you know? Yeah. Like, you before gotta, the big event you gotta be you gotta commit to being a full-on competitive drug addict for a good yeah. like half a decade to a decade apparently and then you just got to get clean off of it and that apparently Dude, shellacks you know the, the interior the inside you see, of you you see some of those uh i i don't know what the i don't know what the what the right thing to say is here jason so i'm, I'm gonna guess that it isn't Streetwalker. I know, I know that, but I don't know what the right thing to say is. <laughs> okay, uh, like... you're, you're, are you talking about the? Are you talking about ladies of the evening? Oh yeah, the late afternoon. <laughs> like, <laughs> I believe, one, I believe I the do. term that is that is that is culturally acceptable these days is sex worker. Well, let's just say this, right? That those old school ones, the uh, the traveling salesman version of that, the old school <laughs> doing, you know, like okay, they don't they don't have the internet, they don't have the online service. There's no streaming on that, nothing like that. Just old manual labor, right? <laughs> that 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 version of it. That's again, again, it all comes back to the drug addict thing. <sighs> and sure, I'm sure there's some tragedies in there. But I've seen some of them walking around look like Imhotep. Like she might be a century old, dude. Like a century. <laughs> like I'm telling you, like nothing but like cocaine and semen. And this thing's just running on it's just running on fumes. You know what I mean? Like Oh my god. It's worse than the Guggenheimen, like bro. It's like someone telling like that kid, like a, like the teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I've seen it. I've seen it, and it's a real thing. That's totally real. And um, bring about the ten plagues of Egypt. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, like fucking, she gave this this chick locust. cut her you know, fucking locusts come out of her pussy. The second, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? She's had it off. Why do you think King Tut had a limp? For God's sake, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's. I mean, that's a dark one. I mean, the kid was thirteen years old. So, hey, <laughs> if yeah. we're gonna, hey, you know, if uh, our comedy, the comedy that you and I like to come up with, sometimes it's kind of a well. If it's if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing, right? So, yeah, he yeah. was a king. No. It doesn't matter. He was a pharaoh. Yeah, <laughs> he's thirteen. Yeah, look, I'm just saying, if, if I was a king when I was pharaoh, <clears> yeah, yeah, it wouldn't matter. No, probably not. <laughs> no, but 
I'm just saying. Maybe pick a poison. Start pick a priming poison. yourself with it, right? Like, it's, it's, it would there's appear. something to that, man. There's something to that. I think I think that's the thing for living forever. I think you just gotta. It's like it, it's like doing fucking trend or something. It's like on and off. Yeah, like you can't do it all the time. You have to cycle it. Yeah, and then you got a bowl cut. You got bulking, cutting. <laughs> like it's like it's the same thing. <laughs> like and no one knew that's what Keith Richards has been doing all these years. It's just like the not. It's the. You know, the recreational narcotic version of bulking, cutting, bulking, cutting. Like, yep. it's fantastic. And then he goes, and then he goes, and he he, he, he checks his cycle. You know, the, before Ginger Baker, before Ginger Baker uh, passed away, he checked in with him, like, ah, maybe not want to go that route. And then he kind of came back. Mm-hmm. It's like, I like being a docile alcoholic, actually. Not an incredibly violent one. <laughs> Even yeah. though... Yeah. <laughs> For those of you out there who don't know, Ginger Baker is the drummer for Cream, one of my favorite human beings to ever live. And towards the end, Ginger was angry at everybody. <laughs> Even the guy, the, the yeah. funny, the, the funniest thing in documentary film that's really ever been caught is when he, Ginger Baker gets into an argument with the young kid that's doing the documentary on him and breaks the guy's nose with his cane. <laughs> He just like he's like ah he's your fault. What you fucking what? And then he just goes. You just see the the cane go forward into camera, and he hits this dude right in the bridge of the nose with this like ornate uh like ivory topped like falcon cane. And he's like, yeah, what? I broke it. Oh, bro, I fucking broke it. Right, I broke it. What? What? Like that. This is like that, this yeah. old frail alcoholic, and you're like, I can't. Like, what am I gonna do? I I could blow. And he falls. Yeah, <laughs> it's dude. That's a thing. Though. There's a class of people that, um, you know, I think uh, was it Hunter S. Thompson kind of did that. The, yeah. the lovable asshole. Like, mm-hmm. oh, just, you, you can't do anything. The more eccentric and fucking horrible to be around, you can be. Sometimes you can be so good at that that people love you for it. Like. Um, Jeremy Clarkson from the UK's Top Gear is is like that. Like he's the type of guy where you're just like watching him on TV is just like he's hilarious. But you also know that if you're in the same room as him, it's just like it would be like ten minutes. I'd be like, I have to leave, or there's like there's just gonna be a murder, like because he's just a cunt, like he just is. But he's funny to watch, and uh, uh, yeah, I think everyone should try and be a bit more like that because being too nice gets you nowhere. Like yeah, exactly, you gotta be a little bit people. of an asshole. I, I know that because I've had people who like you see on a regular basis, like just cordially, like at work or something like that, and they're always like too nice. Oh hey hey, how are you doing? Okay, see you later. And they go back to that thing. And as soon as they leave, and this isn't me being, or maybe it is me being an asshole, but it's just a natural thing. And I catch myself thinking, I'm just thinking, I fucking hate you. <laughs> like just as they leave, just like <laughs> I can't stand that shit. Like I don't know. Like, but yeah. Um, so we touched awesome. on, we touched on uh, the the like ancient Egyptian. Book a plague. Yeah. Um, like... <laughs> that puts a whole new shine on uh, boils and sores <laughs> as one of the ten plagues of Egypt. <laughs> Turns yeah, out I mean, it was just herpes. I know, yeah, like but you think people are mad at like the people in charge today. Like that people are mad at like the president today when they're seeing like we're in debt in the budget and you spend it on this problem and this problem was like imagine being alive during times like you built a giant triangle like, there's no fucking water. there's no water the only water we have has fucking alligators in it and, shit. and you sacrifice people into it every day it's not even safe to drink yeah and it's just uh, like we built this thing and then like because like we were like, oh, we're building, and then you finish, and you realize what it was. And like, what does it do? And it's just like, why well, sleep in there? Yes. It's like, for fuck's sake! Like, this is bullshit. Like, it was fun. I heard. I was listening to uh, my favorite podcast, uh, Morbid. It's a true crime podcast. 
Elena and Ash, mm-hmm. if you're listening, which I you're not, but if you are, I love both of you, and it's awesome. But it was they were talking about uh, they were talking about uh, uh, they were talking. It was a Scottish. Is it King Anne's clothes or something like that? It's like a. Basically, they it was built in the 1640s. It was kind of like a favela style type of thing where they built lower class housing and then upper class housing as it goes up into the hills in Scotland. And then eventually, when the Black Plague came, the solution. So, and she was talking about people complaining about how the government handled the pandemic, right? Well, she was like, well. If you think that this was handled poorly, in the 1640s when the Black Plague hit, they just went up to people's houses and started bricking them in. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, and you were, they just, they and, just bricked the, the sick people in and let them die. <laughs> and people are complaining about yeah. that today. And it's, it's like, like, they, today, they're like, oh, well, that is what happened. Yeah, but they bricked us in with Netflix. <laughs> like, yeah, well, exactly. And that's kind of, that's sort know, of what happened. But, yeah. But, I mean, if you pick, if you're picking, I mean, yeah, you choose that every time. <laughs> like, you don't much. physically brick into your fucking house. So, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's uh, that's awesome. It's a little bit on, of a like an, on a, on a, a level that it isn't awesome. It, yeah, on a <laughs> level that it, it, it's like you know, as as bad as it is in some places, it's not as bad as people would have you think. It's not as like, you know, where you could have a plague doctor coming to your house going, oh, "You're sick. You should do cocaine about it." <laughs> like, yeah, that's a, that's. A, I mean, I'm sure it works. Like, I'm sure it. Take these leeches and put them on your balls. What? (laughs) What are you talking about? Leeches on my balls, tripping on your taint, not your balls. What? Yeah, like I, I want to have lived in the time where like they started just those little brown balls of just LSD. They were just like you're sick. Well, (laughs) you should look at dragons for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the elixir, the elixir of life, and it's just like obviously. He may be a medical professional, but he's also drinking this shit. So, in the uh, the first Sherlock Holmes movie, he's like, "You do know what you're drinking is meant for eye surgery." <laughs> yeah, brilliant, beautiful. Um, I, uh, I I found uh, so this is a factoid. If you can call it that, off of one of my favorite TV shows Ooh. in the UK that I missed a lot, uh, called QI, and they were talking about um, mouthwash. They were talking about like dentistry and stuff like that. And mouthwash, why it was invented, was um, well, it got invented before there was a need for it. <laughs> like, so somebody made it, and they were like. I made a thing, and what can it do? So at first, what they used to think is he was like selling it as a cure for syphilis. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, you just pour it on your, on your sore and tender penis, and it will hurt." But that's just that's just you getting better, right? Like that's what it feels like. Um, and so he was selling it as that, and then um, I think in like the seventies and eighties and stuff, it came up with a term in dentistry called halitosis. And so they started making these commercials saying like one in four people has a severe case of halitosis. Halitosis is a scientific um, wording to mean bad breath. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it sounds horrifying. <laughs> so it, people yeah, it out. sounds like something that's you have halitosis. Yeah, like that's oh! definitely gonna make your dick fall off. Like <laughs> definitely, <laughs> like and um, uh, and and so like people started doing it, and it's funny that we still use it today. And obviously for the benefit of like night breath and shit and stuff like that. But it's like all the stuff that they still bother to put on the bottle, like that it's actually doing. I was like, you, this was made to pour on your dick, like. <laughs> I, and I'm I'm here like an asshole every morning putting it in my mouth like this is. You know, and that's why there's a mirror in front of your sink, in case you wondered. Yeah. Just this... so you can look at it every morning and go, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, you dumb dick. Yeah. Anyway, Putting this wiener uh, medicine Jason. in your mouth. <clears throat> well, yeah. 
as is a always object in your gobble hole is, uh... <laughs> like a pringles can um okay a tetanus shot yeah. before you stick me with that thing um <laughs> but uh as as always if you've if you've made it this far welcome to another episode of movie sherpas with me dan brown and my <laughs> my associate <laughs> um, Imhotep. Lee <laughs> Jason and Warren. I was going to do the. Uh, this is Cotton McKnight, and as always, is my partner in crime, Pepper Brooks. Pep. <laughs> Pep. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the. That's such a beautiful. Four wins oh, with that fifth win, getting you that fifty k. Everybody's chasing cotton. <laughs> yeah, such a good roll. Yes. <laughs> Oh man! Well, we are here again for our Blitzkrieg on Spooky Season. Uh, we are coming in with another episode and another and another and another until Halloween. Uh, we're we're giving it to you. These are uh, we're coming down to the wire, as it were, for uh, for these uh, these episodes, and uh, we're getting into some real real cool stuff. We got uh, a bunch of good movies. We got the Vigil coming up. Uh, we got uh, my one of my fa- one of my and it didn't think it was going to be uh, one of my favorites because I've seen a bunch of biopics on the man. But my friend Dahmer was I that's like one of my favorites on the list. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but this uh, this episode is going to be devoted to probably probably the most I would say one of the most brilliantly filmed, thought out shot movies that's on this list. I mean, even though it is a knockdown, drag out gore fest in most cases, uh, but uh, what a just brilliant movie, beautifully shot. Uh, also, you know, we're going to take into account that it's by the insane Lars von Trier. We're going to talk about the house that Jack built, 2018's Lars von Trier. Uh, it's, I don't even know. It's like a biopic, but it's also the retelling of the, you know, Dante's Inferno mixed in with, you know, kind of a introspection by the serial killer to what could represent his conscience. It's this like, it's this movie that pulls yeah. you in a bunch of different directions and, uh, also will disturb the living hell out of you <laughs> if you're if you're not prepared if you're not sure who Lars von Trier is we're not going to get too far into it because we don't we'll we'll probably do um I'd love to do a deep dive on some of his work and everything uh but if you don't know who Lars von Trier is uh go ahead and look him up he is uh and he's a incredible writer and director um, he gave us one of the craziest, uh, most disturbing movies uh, that Willem Dafoe has ever been in, Antichrist. He gave us that in 2009. Uh, Dancer Dark, Dogville. Uh, that's just a couple of his uh, of his movies, known for the shock and awe, and also very artistic uh, at all at the same time. Uh, yeah, this movie's fucking cool fucking gross and will make you think it's pretty crazy on all of those notes i'm gonna just move around in this chair real quick i'm wearing shorts today and <laughs> i'm sticking to the chair <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna like just... to hear that <laughs> i just heard <laughs> it that's so funny of me uh, uh slipping and sliding here i need some ky i should have ky'd my chair so <laughs> Just make it spray it down, spray it down with Pam next time. But yeah, man, this is a what a movie. <laughs> no, I I loved it. It's I I love it. Like it's got a really like it's just punk rock as fuck. I love the style. Yeah. I love the style. The style of it. This film could have been about a florist or some shit. You know what I mean? Like or florist. Um, it could have been about either of those two people, but it like it could have been about anything. But the style could carry any narrative, right? Yes. Like it's 
it, it, it's like that but what he does which is a genius move is he actually adds a narrative that's also good right to that style and um let's talk about casting because uh, if you've ever seen, which everybody has, and if you haven't, then shame on your soul. Um, we've all seen that's something about Mary. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and we know this guy, like, you know, just like, I'm not even sure if this is the word, but I'm going to use it. Like, just perpetually, we know him, right? We've seen yeah, him. his face is... Of actors, and he just exists there. We know him, but we don't know his name. Maybe you do know his name, and then... You know, God bless you, but um, he's not an actor that I've ever remembered from name, only by face. Every time I see him, I say, I know that man, but I don't know him. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, but he's, he does a great job and he's a great choice for this film, especially for the dark tone of it. But also we have some comic relief, right, in, in mm -hmm. the dark. Right in the dark humor and, and he's a great choice for the film i don't i don't know who else if not him you know right like, yeah we're, we're talking about matt Dillon, um and he does such like he does such a a, a ridiculous job of just letting you know that this dude's like a closeted piece of shit the entire the entire movie like there's so many times uh there's so many opportunities for this character jack to redeem himself and not make him not justify what he's done or make him better but to sort of like you know there there, there are opportunities for him to redeem and just let us all know that he's done wrong and the best part is that Matt Dillon just never fucking does that. He's yeah. always just like, nope, this is art, and that's what it is. <laughs> like, Which you're... is weirdly, like, actually, like, every character I've ever seen him play. Yeah, really, it's all, right? they're weirdly. all, like, matter of fact. Mm -hmm. um, he's always an asshole, but he's yeah. also, also, like, hard not to watch. Like, so, so, like, to go back to the, like, there's something about Mary... And we see the manipulative, all like very similar to this character in a weird yeah, way. Incredibly like, similar, yeah. Right? Like, and um, yeah, like I think that's why he fits. But like, again, the character stays the same, but the tone is what changes. You know what I mean? So, like, he's playing the same guy, really, like personality wise, that we always kind of see him play, except he's going down a much darker route than we're familiar with. And so is the so is the film and um most definitely yeah. I, I would say this do you know that what i got a sense of when i was watching this film especially some of the scenes and again we, we're not gonna over explain here we're gonna talk in an infuriate in an infuriating passion i'm sure that you guys are familiar with now where like you don't know what we're talking about and so this is just words to you because we're not gonna spoil anything <laughs> like uh, i don't want to give away any scenes or anything like that yeah but um this is like after the fact, whatever of this has crept into your subconscious, you'll be like, oh, now I know what they were talking about. But um, he has moments in this film that I feel are more true than any serial killer documentary I've ever seen. And it's the ridiculous points. Mm -hmm. It's the points when you're watching and thinking that's so ridiculous because we build them as monsters, as these creatures of the night, as these, you know men under the bed and the, all that but like some of the m moments in this film i'm just like do you know what this is what they never tell you because it, we're always looking at it from a detective's point of view right from a police department's point of view right. and they've got pr to worry about so yep. why didn't we catch these guys because he's brilliant all the time and he doesn't make mistakes which builds us to be like oh my god this guy doesn't make mistakes just good and it's just like no, they have to say that. <laughs> they can't say this guy's a bumbling fucking mess. He left footprints all through the fucking house. <laughs> you know, like, left his phone, like, you know, whatever, whatever it is. I, that isn't examples from the film. I'm going to extremes. But right, yeah. do, do you get what I mean? But I'm just like, do you know what? This is probably so true. It, it's not, they're not these perfected, 
uncatchable killing machines. They're people, and they're weird people at that. So mm -hmm. yeah, moments in the film, like this is so real and true. Mm -hmm. I bet, like when I watched like all those cold case files, fucking videos, and it's just this guy who's just like, you know, what I mean, just doing it, and it just works all the time, every time. It's like no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> this is this has so much truth in it, and and that's the thing though. In in humor that this movie acknowledges, in those dark moments, there's so much truth in that. I feel like I think if you obliterate that side of a person, as dark as it is, and maybe as morally incorrect as that might be, it's still a part that we tend to ignore when we look at characters like this, right? Like, right. No, the, you're right. Again, uh, cuts away some truth of the the story so yeah i love those parts not only for the dark comedy but again also for those shocking parts where i'm laughing and i'm like that's probably exactly how that goes <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm just like that's exactly how that works no it's it's a uh it's it's a weird it's a weird like conceptual deep dive into his into his brain like it goes it outlines it outlines all of the instances in his life as a serial killer that that build him up into what we get at the end of the film, um, and I I love I absolutely love the uh, the addition of Bruno Gans as I it's really unclear of what or who he is. He's basically the guy that Jack's talking to. You know, and yeah. you don't, and you don't know if that's like Jack just talking to Jack or Jack talking to, because he's he 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 also, you know, is you know he says he's compelled by a voice, or voices or feelings or stuff throughout the throughout the movie. So you're not you're like, is that who this is or is that that guy? But it's like, it kind of adds it adds an element of, uh, it adds an element of, you know. Uh, like a surrealist kind of serial killer vibe that a lot of these other biopics that try to explain why, like the, like the ones done on the famous ones, like Ed Gein or John Wayne Gacy and all that kind of stuff. They play them out as this, like, you know, Oh, there's this deep, dark demon and he's, he's telling him to do this because he like hates his mother, all that kind of stuff. But in reality, it's just kind of, you said it on the on the last episode or one of the last episodes is like why did those guys do what they do? It's because they want to. Yeah, it's that. Because they it's because they want to, and this is this is uh, I mean Lars von Trier did a very uh, blunt explanation of why a dude like this would do that it's because I have a goal and I want to accomplish it. Like that, yeah. that's, that's what it's it the is. Conception, the conception of the idea is what compels them. Right. It's yeah. that I've already thought about doing it. So now I kind of want to achieve doing it. Like, right. you know what I mean? Because it's been conceptualized. Now it's real. Um, and there's really cool moments like that in this film. Like I said, I don't want to put people off in the Halloween season of like, this is a comment. There's moments where if you're a twisted individual, you will have a little slight chuckle to yourself. But I don't want to undersell the dark tone of mm -hmm. this film as well. Like, it's done in a really good way. It definitely deserves to be on this list. Oh, absolutely. watched during this uh, spooky season here. But um, no, there's some really cool moments of that, like that I just talked about, where the, the moment of normalcy... And then you watch his brain see, like he sees something and we see it, but then we know him at this point and we're like, oh, dude, mm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like we, cause yeah, it's, it's like, I, I think if you have a dog, you understand that feeling. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Like I see you where you're see going. Something, you see something cross the street and you're just like, oh, there's that thing. But if you're with your dog, you're not thinking, oh, there's that thing across the street. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, no, she, you know what I mean? Like, right. No, that's... Know, it's like an inconvenience. <laughs> and it's, and that's exactly what it's like, because he's, he's as uncontrollable as that, right? Like, he right. is just... And we know him in, in that way. Like, we're, we're 
because we're buddies with him in this film in a weird way, right? Like we're mm-hmm. on the ride along. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's almost to the point where, like, I lo- that's a great analogy there between like, like this movie. This movie will give you those, you know, those. Oh, come on, don't moments. Yeah. And just like you know, if you're do- like 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 your like your dog is off the leash, and you know that he doesn't like the Chihuahua next door. And you know the neighbor brings that chihuahua outside, and you're like, yeah. "Oh fuck!" And there's nothing you could do about it, you know. Yeah, and it's, the, it kind of uh, forces us to look at it. This movie forces you to. There's so like I don't I don't want to talk about any of the violence that's in this movie because, first of all, whatever we have to say about it will drastically downplay it because as some of it's yeah. under, some of it's. Un, like indescribable <laughs> some yeah, of it is indescribable they do, they do a great job in the film of balancing um conceptual violence so like violence that we're left to fill in the gaps right and physical violence mm-hmm. that we get to see and respond to and and i think that creates together instead of picking one by using both it makes it feel so violent Right, yeah. like with both those types of violence that are present in the film, it's just like um, it's manic in that way. It's, it's it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it sort of like drives said, you I, insane. I feel like the film's almost educational in a way. Um, yeah, like, it, like just because I came to understand a lot of things that, like I said, because when you're watching like the Netflix crime documentaries or if you're doing deep dives into like cold case and stuff like that and you're seeing these things they're all done through one lens and you have to understand it in any subject we're talking about like history or like you know fucking science or anything you have to understand the lens you're looking through because they whether they do it on purpose or not there will be unintentional and intentional bias so you will never get the full truth um you know like for me okay here's 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 a little dig at uh lapd the audacity to release to release a night stalker documentary and frame it on two detectives <laughs> had nothing to do with the guy getting caught it's like you took me on a fucking run around and like oh yeah and then he was just spotted one day in this neighborhood and they beat the shit out of him and it's like oh so why the fuck <laughs> are we like saying that like all the bullshit these guys did helped you know what i mean like i understand that job. i'm not again I'm, I'm not against like law enforcement or detectives and stuff like that i think they're brilliant but when you look at the characters that those fellows are so like the younger hispanic cop definitely try to cut his teeth definitely has a thing you know like he's got driven and stuff like that but the other dude he looks like a total asshole he's that celebrity cop that we throw in movies to make fun yeah of. he's, like, well, he's like, the he he's like, the hillside stranglers uh, made him made him famous yeah yeah and and again fair play for that you can't take away what people have done yeah but you can totally judge them for the things that they haven't done. And they did not catch the Night Stalker. That's what they didn't do. And I watched an entire documentary about how they didn't do that. <laughs> like, it was fucking <laughs> infuriating at the end. Because like, when they, that revelation comes around, I was like, wait, well, wait a minute. Because I've been sat here for, like, I don't know how long that was. But let's say three hours. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? It was, like, it was longer than that. Those were, those, the, that was like a six or seven part documentary. So, yeah. And you're going to tell me in the last act that none of the shit you told me <laughs> mattered. Like it didn't, like I, I hated that. But anyway, that, no, what it's... I'm saying is, is that is the lens that we always look through. Right. And again, like the, the paint, the picture that they paint of like a Richard Ramirez is fine until we see him. Right. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is we create this make believe monster then because we see him. We're like, wait, because that doesn't make sense with what they told us. And this is no, 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 you're absolutely right. Because it doesn't make sense. He didn't think about any of this shit. He just did it. <laughs> like, he didn't yeah. do any of the things that they said that he was doing. Like, he wasn't doing any of that fucking, like, you know, he's not monitoring the neighbor. He's not like looking, for... he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go do that now. 
Like, well, it was, it was evident in the times that he failed too. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, um, uh, let's see. Was it the Hillside Stranglers or I forget the, uh, Oh man, that's gonna bug me. Anyway, uh, there's there's organized yeah. serial killers, right? There's definitely ones. There's documented organized serial killers like BTK and all those guys that we know. Even though BTK was as cavalier and stupid as you could possibly imagine, but then yeah, then you have feral wild animals like Richard Ramirez, who, you know, we try to we try to think that they have a conscious brain or a brain that can somehow discern what they're doing but they don't they just do they're just evil yeah, animals yeah, on the planet <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah it's just it's it's a different thing right so like i think that law enforcement looks again because we're always looking through a law enforcement scope so we're always using their terminologies and stuff like that to describe people who are the furthest human beings from these men you know mm-hmm. what i mean like even when you get to guys like Bundy and shit like that, and they're like, oh, he's so highly intelligent. He's so this, he's so that. Like, yes, in this part of his life he is. But when it comes to this other shit, dude, like like I said, all the stuff they're saying why they didn't catch him for so long, and then when they catch him and you see the actual like, case, I was just like, dude, he wasn't doing anything clever. <laughs> like, he was just doing right. shit, you know what I mean? It's, and And that's the one thing that connects them all. When you, when you look at it and you take that lens that we've been looking at it through, is that's why they're hard to catch. Because you do it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you could just be like, okay, I'll be back in a minute and go outside and murder somebody, dump them, and then... Right? It's yep. the ones who like don't get to that point, the ones who are like, you know, I'm going to plan it, I'm going to... You're like, no. Like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> For try- because you're trying to be smart and and do that and, and use that precaution like that's the dumb thing right it, it, and that's why they're so impossible to catch and the reason that we uh look through that lens constantly and we build them up to be these like oh no, no, because they don't want to scare the shit out of you and be like yeah really like the police respond to crimes that are done we don't really like stop crimes from happening <laughs> like <laughs> like and then because that how terrifying is that as oh, a, it's, you know, it is the, it is the, 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 if you get into true crime and you get into, um, all of that stuff, like I, I'm fairly into it. Uh, I've got a bunch of friends that are super duper into it. You, you are constantly, you're, you are constantly reassured by the great actions of certain law enforcement agents. And then you are absolutely terrified at the bumbling ineptitude of others yeah, it's like no, yeah no there's a guy uh there's a guy outside my house he's covered in blood he's holding an axe well did he try to get is... into your house ma'am not yet well there's nothing we can do like what the huh the... <laughs> yeah there's there's a there's a line right like i think with with when we talk about crime and things like this is there's a balance right but at the end of the day what it comes down to is Two highly paid cops sat in a room writing essays are not going to catch the dude who's prowling on the streets right now looking yeah. at the next guy. Because the, the, the problem with, and again, I say the problem, it really is the only way to do it because that's the, but that's what I'm saying, that's the fallacy of this. Like, that's just mm-hmm. the, the problem with it. This make believe thing that cops stop that stuff, they stop. A lot of stuff. Like, I'm not saying that they don't do things, right? Like, those beat cops and shit like that, the stuff they do. Right, with no, we're not traffic. making a commentary on, no, on the police no, or just, anything. Just so homicide, just, like, just just serial homicide detectives, right? Like, that that particular field is flawed in its way because they, and, and I'm sure this is what they deal with after retirement, is this, like, uh, and, and during, during their job, is this, like, conscience thing right because they're almost hoping he kills again because they're waiting like how many is it going to take to like get the this break that's gonna let me catch it and you know what i mean and so right. it's like they're, they're not they're not so much out there trying to catch the guy they're waiting <laughs> for him to do it again no you're right which is scary um 
as, as a you know as a citizen as, as a as a person that's a that's a dangerous way to go about catching a guy like yeah it's uh once once you once you kind of understand once the the veil drops and you understand that it's just a bunch of people trying to find this person like and and movies like this movies like this this one here really kind of embody that i mean you follow you follow jack over was it 12 years i think uh, yeah, you follow Jack over twelve years of his career as a serial murderer, and I mean, there are certain points where it comes close, but you never ever see him sweat law enforcement. You never no. ever see him, you know, and and I think that is a that's a big thing, right? That's that's a big realization for a filmmaker to be like, I'm going to. I, you know, in this movie, I'm going to kind of show how it really is sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to pull any punches with how helpless yeah, no. most of these people are going to be. Exactly. And and that's, like I said, I just want to like clarify on the back end of that. Like, I don't have any bright, there's nothing else they could do. <laughs> that's what, right. that's what I'm trying to say is like, it, it's that reassurance that we get, that they will do something. But the fact is, it's just like, these are. You know, some of those detectives highly intelligent humans. They've dealt with these stuff before. They're doing the work. They're, you know, these guys, some of the hardest work in cops that you'll get, right? Like, they take their work home with them. They de- live with it. It changes them. They, a lot of them, if you look at, like, a lot of uh, homicide detectives, broken families, marriages, stuff like that, like, because this takes primary focus. It's not that they're half-assing it. But what I'm saying is it's not uh it's it's not uh it's a it's a hard problem to put on one person or two people's shoulders right. and be like fix this mm-hmm. like you know you have a fucking like night stalker crimes and be like hey uh guys yeah do you want to fix this like what the fuck do you want me to do like there's pieces of people like yeah. and, and like what <laughs> it's like well you came through the window great okay. this won't happen again like you know like no like like Make all windows in the Tri-County area bulletproof. Done. Explosive (laughs) windows. Like, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like, no, it's, but that, that, I just to clarify that because I know that we, uh, right. Yeah. We're not, we we don't, we don't, don't we don't speak ill. I think some of them are fascinating. I I love detective shit myself. I'm like a a nerd on it, but that's where you get, when you, when you look into it to that level, then you get kind of to that point where it's, like, it's 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 a pretty helpless endeavor and, and anyone who pursues that like yeah f- fair play to, to them um absolutely for sure yeah no, this... to, to your credit though it's it's a it's a cool film like i i don't know i know that's not like for a type of podcast we do and for you listening to be like oh so what's this and, and like but that, that's really it like it's just cool like it's 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 dark and it's wrong and it's like messed up it's one of those it's one of those like we liken this movie to it's a polished version of those old slash and grab films you know all the ones that had the most risque violence the most you know kind and, and all the all the art house films too, like Suspiria and you know Burr with the Crystal Plumage and all of those super heady, like ahead of their time film. Like even I think you you talked about on Twitter, Mulholland Drive, uh, mm-hmm. is a movie that you know uh, you described it as some movies are meant to be seen, others are meant to be talked about, which I thought was pretty yeah. cool. And this is one of those movies that I think ticks both of those boxes. Like you need to you need to get a group of your friends together this Halloween. Right. And you need to watch like, you need to watch like three films. You need to watch descent into darkness. You need to watch host, uh, well host. And you need to watch this movie, the house of Jack bill. And then if you want a palate cleanser at the end, just a bunch of fun, go watch haunt. You know, if, uh, what, what I would say is like, we were doing pairings last time. Yeah. This yeah, yeah. film and the next one we cover, um, it's gonna go great. 
Yeah. Yes, like, definitely. If you're having a themed evening, like, yeah, this and Dahmer. Uh, yeah, my this... friend Dahmer is going to be a cool Absolutely. little true crime dive, right, where we've got a little bit of fantasy here, but it's, I mean, it's cutting edge. It's, it's true. Like, nothing in, you know, they get a bit eccentric and artsy with it, but I think even when you're watching something like a true crime documentary, we do that. The part that this film does at the end, where we get a little bit out of the thing, we go a little bit artsy and stuff like that. Even when you're watching like a true crime documentary, I think that's the part that we are usually doing in our head, right? You know, like it didn't yeah, we're like just... it didn't belong there, right? Like exactly. we have this like moral thing, like of trying to yeah, you, know, you know, like trying to understand it, and we suspend reality and and, and all of these things. So I think that it fitted really well. Um, yeah, it's the well, and it's yeah. uh, like I said earlier, it's like the addition, it's the addition of uh, Bruno Gans in this film, which. I remember my the first time I saw that dude was uh, Wings of Desire, which is if you haven't seen Wings of Desire, and you want if you want to see if you haven't seen Wings of Desire and you were like, man, City of Angels could have been a much better movie if Nicolas Cage wasn't in it. Well, here you go. Uh, <laughs> Wings of Desire is exactly City of Angels, but instead of it being some angel who falls in love with a neuroscientist or something <laughs> like whatever Anne Heche's character is. It's, it's, it's like this ridiculous ass thing. Um, Wings of Desire is a very beautiful uh, film. It's about an angel who falls in love with a circus performer. And Bruno Gans plays the uh, angel that falls in love with the, with the contortionist basically uh, totally off topic, but definitely go see that movie. If you want, if you want to see a movie that's really brilliant and a beautiful film, but he brings this like the way he talks, the way he looks, the way he he you know he speaks to Jack and and tries to you know try to get him to redeem himself and try to have him choose the path of redemption, all those types yeah. of things. He you and you're not a hundred percent sure what or who he is. The whole movie, he's like, is this guy the devil? Is this the guy God? Is he an archangel? He is he like. Is he Jiminy Cricket? Is, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. For all intents and purposes, yeah. he's Jiminy Cricket. Exactly. But it's um, like this love kind him. of dark, shadowy character that you're not 100% yeah. sure of. And he really sort of, his character is sort of, uh, he's this constant through this very chaotic film, right? That's kind of how I felt. Like the, the Gonza's character, Verge, uh, that he plays is this like, you know, it's this string that all of these super chaotic, awful things kind of hang off of. And, uh, (laughs) he's got his hat backwards. (laughs) Jim Beam's kicking in my friends. (laughs) I think, um, I think the, like to draw the conscience line of like Jiminy Cricket, when you look at it, like that's a film I we're talking about Pinocchio. That's like, how old is that film? That tool that they use of Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. Totally undervitalized, right? Like, they don't use that enough, especially when you see how well that, you know, whether that is or isn't what this character does, how well that works as a Absolutely. tool, as a storytelling tool, right? Because, like, um, I, I, and I think we played with that a lot in like more like modern cinema, not so much in a conscience vibe, but like there's we played with the comedy of like oh a character that only this person can see and hear and no one else can see and hear them right like and yeah again it's, it's it's a cool little tool that they use I I, I dig it um, another movie if you're gonna do a movie night with this my friend Dharma another one I would add is there's a newer one out um, and we might do like a la- like a last last episode where we don't so much talk about. The films in such depth, yeah. Let's maybe a give you a, give you a bunch media dump, yeah. Right of just what you should watch before the the season's over. And there's one I forget what it's called. Um, it's it's a newer one though. I think it came out this year or last year. Elijah Wood, um, and it's based on the FBI agent who spent the last like while um, Ted Bundy was kept in the Florida penitentiary before his execution. Oh, I know it's, uh, Oh um, my God. Fantastic. And maybe, um, following the route of these films very well, but that one would be like the last one of the night. 
right? So I would start with Jack, then I would go Dharma, and then I would finish with the Ted Bundy flick. Elijah Wood does a fantastic job. Um, it's very reactionary, right? But the dude that they found to play Ted Bundy, I mean, people were singing um, Zach Efron's, Zach yeah. Efron's praises and, and mm-hmm. fair play. I'm not taking anything away from him, but this dude is scary. And um, again, the realization at the end of this movie, I think if you're a true crime fan or anything like that, the the revelation at the end of this film it um it gives you closure to more than Ted Bundy. It gives you closure to every. It gives you a whole new uh, scope to look at things, the, and it's fantastic. The uh, the movie you're talking about is No Man of God. That's that's what it mm-hmm. is. And Elijah Elijah Wood plays Bill Hagmeyer, um, the guy, the guy who yeah. the guy Legend. who was the FBI analyst that spent basically the last bunch of years uh with Dahmer while a uh, Dahmer with uh Bundy while he was on death row yeah no that's uh the and you are you're correct the dude that that they got to play Bundy when he because Bundy had this look right he had this look through the tops of his eyes that he gave people and at one point when Elijah Wood comes in the room for the first time I saw I remember seeing it in the trailers when he comes in the room the first time, this dude gives him that look, and you're like, that's fucking Ted Bundy. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they brought him yeah, back to life for this movie. It's um, brilliant. I would recommend watching that, especially if we're on this kick. You want to do a cool movie night, a little themed movie night of, like, a little bit more real. So I'd start off more fast, call with Jack, and then work your way through to the real, real shit. And the end of this film, um, the end of no man of god is as a you're a true crime fan of any capacity the knowledge that that gives you at the end yeah is um it's it's invaluable it's just you know because because i became a it, it, true crimes of way you can become kind of obsessed with it um because of this mystery thing, what this does is like in in a proper way, and I think they say at the beginning of the film it's all anecdotal, but this is actually from Bill Hagmeyer's like personal shit and stuff like that. He'd have no from reason to lie. The guy never he never made a goddamn dollar off of the shit. You know what I mean? Like right. um, compared to a lot of other FBI agents and stuff like that who released books and all this shit. And and mm-hmm. I think maybe he did it at some point with like late, 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 like and um. Like I said, just the revelation, it applies to all of the below, um, and it, it's fantastic. So I just wanted to give a little shout out for that here at the end. Um, definitely, definitely. Movie night, and we'll throw that on a list. Like, we'll drop another list when we're coming to a close here. Like I said, just a media dump of, like, if you're still itching, still need that fucking hit. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, and one thing, you know. that, one thing that I was thinking, and... Uh, our uh, our Google podcast, Spotify uh, users, and all that stuff. Our Twitter users, anybody that's uh, that's that's picking it up, you can follow us. Uh, you can follow the the podcast on Twitter at uh, movie underscore Sherpas. Um, if you know this pod, if we we start gaining traction and like a website or something to the like is a possibility, um, would y'all like to see uh, us put? the lists together like you know take all the movies that we've compiled and everything and we could do a couple different lists we could just do the lists outright then we could do recommended pairings and all those kinds of things yeah. um, if you want us to do maybe a podcast or two episodes where we kind of devote it to pairings that we come up with it don't necessarily have to be pairings within the genre it's just pairings of movies like you know you watch occasionally what I do is uh, I'll watch, I know Warren and his missus do, do it too. Like you watch something really scary or really disturbing or, you know, any something like that. Then you watch something really funny or, you know, yeah. or, 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 or really familiar for me. It's really familiar. Like if I, if I watch like, uh, like, <laughs> like perfect example is I watched descent into darkness and my fucking jaw was on the floor for the last 20 minutes of that movie 
And then as soon as the credits rolled, I put on Tommy Boy. <laughs> I was like, I gotta yeah. take my brain out of this. I gotta fucking I, take I, my I, brain out of I, this. I, so, I go that same route, really. Yeah, like, I feel like, yeah, familiar and funny. For me, we touched on it in the beginning. We'll do a little enveloping here. We start with it or finish with it. Dodgeball. Maybe the... Maybe the, the, the <laughs> the piece de la resistance of formula for yes uh, just a movie that you can put on and do absolutely nothing and it just does it all for you yep. like you it know just, what I mean? it just, just picks up if you're sad it just goes around your apartment and picks up the pieces for you that's what it does mm-hmm. there's no there's no possible way you couldn't enjoy yourself with that movie um yeah and again, that's you know we'll we'll probably discuss. Uh, I think it would be cool for us to do a couple episodes that don't necessarily uh, center around movies, but maybe, um, maybe the psychology on uh, on you know what some movies do for us and and kind of uh, you know the uh, the feelings that certain like certain movies can trigger and and all those types of things. Sort of a deep dive on on you know why is it that some people can just sit there and watch hostile every single day, but other people, you know, think that gremlins is too much, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Why is no, that a thing? Sure. I mean, that's, that would be kind of cool to do, but yeah. Suffice we'll do to a say lot of things here. Oh yeah. We will not review movies in the typical sense. Cause I, I still believe in, um, especially with these type of films that, uh, you know, less is more. Like the yeah. more that you see for yourself, and the more that we can leave there to still be witnessed and enjoyed for the first time, and not with any, ex- you know, what I mean, like, right? I mean, that's important. I mean, as far and also, I mean, far be it from from us to try to sway you with our opinions, because you know, just just like with anything, movies movie preferences and you know movies in general they're subjective to everyone it's not you know i there there are films that i think the sun shines out of that warren can't stand and then there's movies that warren loves and i've i'm like what the huh there's it's there's like that and that goes for everybody so we're not Uh, ever going to be like there might be a time or two where we're like don't bother (laughs) that's like the no yeah and and i'm 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 a motherfucker for that like i i get really opinionated especially around horror films um, where if, if I feel like my time is wasted, if I feel like I've been treated like a total asshole through the film, yeah. <laughs> I will say it. And, and people tend not to agree with me, so don't take that, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. Um, that's just who I am. And I will, I try and filter it out for the podcast, but that will come out from time to time. And that's not me saying don't watch it. That's me maybe saying do watch it, and then maybe I'd have some other grumpy asshole sit with me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I love doing this. I hope you guys uh, give that film a watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a film that I've actually watched three times since my first watch. Just because of the style of it. Not always because I'm in the mood for that type of genre of horror or anything. But like, I think two of the times I watched it just because of the feel of it. Like, It has right. a really cool environment that you sit in. There's, in a, there's a certain... And, and to, we won't wax too philosophical about the way things are shot uh, this time, but the and 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 to that, I don't want to because this is a film that you need to just go into and watch and have it sort of wash over you. But the way kind of Von Trier treats color and treats not just. Not just color in general, but he has certain colors that he that he really really loves in his movies. Like he loves grays and muted palettes, but he also loves like deep reds, which really work for horror because of blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the the movie itself is it's visually heavy, and I'm not talking like you know it's yeah. it's not. I'm not talking like it's an abstract painting that you have to picture yourself. I, I, when I say visually heavy, I mean that every single frame of this film has depth and weight. And there's, there's, there isn't anything that's on screen that doesn't feel as though it wasn't thought about. You know, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't no, feel, it doesn't feel like anything that's put in front of you is like, well, that doesn't I, need to be there. 
when you when we started the podcast today i think even before we started recording um you said that you watched it and like my first response i think was it's a good film it's not just a good horror film it's a good film like it's yeah it, and, and that's what you can expect with something like that it's just of a certain caliber of a film like it doesn't matter it could have been any genre and it would have mm -hmm. been brilliant um but yeah no I, I one thing i'm excited for with the list again we're wrapping up here and we wrap up just as well as we start <laughs> like yeah, exactly. we, you know, like, we find it difficult to uh, stop and difficult to finish um yeah <laughs> well um but um no, uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> That's, uh, but I, I will say it, one thing I'm excited for is the end of this is because, like you said, we have difference in opinion and stuff like that. Um, I feel like this season, this little playlist I threw together here, I feel like we've enjoyed it. But what I'm excited for the most is when we start drawing to an end here before we do our little uh, last hurrah dump of some extras, um, I'm excited to hear where because we've enjoyed them and, and i've enjoyed you watching them and being able to talk to you about them but the thing i'm excited for is like where you place them yeah i'm because i'm pretty stoked that's what tells me more yeah because i know that you've enjoyed and every single one of these but it's a different thing and that's where you'll see the difference between us is where we put them right yeah, and, and exactly. i think that's gonna be really cool. and i would really like uh, the the way that that can work uh I, the one thing that i want to do is like i don't want to talk about the list until the podcast like that's yeah. like when we yeah, rank no, them and everything sure. and then you know we'd love to hear y'all's rankings like you know um and you could do that by hitting us up on twitter at movie that's underscore it. sherpas you can also have a yeah. gander at our Facebook group. If you just uh, search, if you search on Facebook, Movie Sherpas Podcast, you will find it. Um, Instead of uh, any form of punctuation, though, on our Twitter, um, we, we will you'll be blocked if you use full stops, commas, any of any sort of <laughs> punctuation. In, instead, we use ballsack. <laughs> you write. <laughs> literally right bull sack dude that's gonna that's gonna I'm... limit 140 characters brilliant no i'm i'm joking i'm just being silly um but yeah it wanna, ball sack yeah. is ball sack if you, yeah if you want to get your tweet like read out there like oh yeah <laughs> there's a there's surefire way a couple times like yeah you're getting straight sure <laughs> straight to the away. top of the list surefire uh, no, yeah this is incredible. I love doing this. I hope that you guys enjoyed listening to it and uh, not just the the meat and potatoes of it, but the the rambling that me and Jason have to do, the verbal diarrhea we have to extrude oh, before every episode, man. we get to it. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy it and I enjoy doing it. Do it. As like, do uh, I. Like, um, like the evil emperor in Star Wars once said, do it. <laughs> like, and that's what he said. You Skywalker, you will die. <laughs> yeah. He said. Uh, so my, I used to call my dick General Palpatine. Uh, anyway, that's for a different podcast. We can't talk about that on this website anyway. Hey. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you guys on the next one. Uh, keep yourself updated uh, by checking us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker. Uh, we're on uh, Red Radio, and also uh, I think it's uh, the newest one is uh, I think it's uh, what's it called? I think it's called Podcast Addict. It's pretty cool. I just recently saw cool. that that was one of the uh, ones that we were heavily downloaded on. So. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what it's called, Podcast Addict. So check us out on those platforms. Keep it fucking squishy, and we'll see you on the next one. Later. Mm, 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 mm. My name is Humpty. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>